Whether you're having a not moving off the couch while you watch the game kind of day, or a no time between conference calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com fedcontracts. Welcome to another Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front. This is your host, Simon Proban. My co-host Baxter has stepped out. Hey, if you were listening about 40 minutes ago, you know that we tried starting off the show. We had a glitch in our system, but it seems like everything's figured out. However, I'm afraid that some of you missed a lot of what we said. So we're gonna start once again with our kick around. So let's pretend that uh, the ref did not blow the whistle before, and now he's blown his whistle. So let's go ahead and kick off the show. Before we do that, a few reminders. You can find us on Tuesdays and Thursdays here on Spreaker.com, 12 to 1 p.m. Central. We are live, and when glitches happen, that means we've got to figure them out. Uh, but find us here on Spreaker.com. You can also find us on demand at all sorts of places, iHeartRadio, iTunes, also on Spreaker.com. You can also find us on Twitter at 2UpFrontSoccer. Of course, you can also find both of us. I'm at Simon Provin. He, the man out of the room right now, is at Paxter Colburn. You can check out our website, www.2UpFrontSoccer.com. You can also send us an email at 2UpFrontSoccer at gmail.com. And, of course, you can also find us on Facebook, where I was sending out as many updates as I could. All right. We want to thank our sponsors. Of course, we are presented by Three Lions Pub. We are coming to you from the beautiful Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee. we got a great show in store for you, as long as we stay live. Three great calls that we're going to have today One with Chicago Red Stars' Casey Short Another with Boston Breakers' Rachel Wood And another with FC Dallas' U.S. Open Cup champion Tesho Akindeli So great players coming on On our shopfutsal.com call in line Alright, let's stay local here as we start off the show A great inner city derby last night And this is, this is what soccer is all about when it gets down to it Marquette University taking on UW-Milwaukee Crosstown rivals, not even really crosstown rivals I mean, they're, they're a mile, two miles apart Either way, wonderful goal game last night With some wonderful goals Ended in a 3-3 draw, which was a bit surprising It looked like Marquette was going to run away with this Shaponik scores early and often Marquette goes up 3-0 in the first half and you're thinking that Marquette's going to run away and keep the Milwaukee Cup in their hands. Milwaukee says not so fast. Near the end of the first half, they end up scoring a goal. Conway, freshman, first goal for UW-Milwaukee. He's not done either. He puts another in the second half, so now it's 3-2. And you're not sure what's going on. No team rested on their laurels. They both kept fighting and scratching, as you expect in a derby. And Marquette... Unfortunately for them, gives up an own goal. So 3-3, game goes into overtime. What's a derby without some controversy? Apparently, Milwaukee felt they should have had a penalty kick near the end of extra time. However, no call was made. They weren't happy. Of course, Marquette was happy. Finishes 3-3. I tease this a little bit. Marquette does keep the Milwaukee Cup because of the draw. But for the first time in 41 years, there have been back-to-back draws in this derby. So who keeps the cup next year? Don't know. We'll have to see. And definitely two up front will make a point to be there for this awesome Milwaukee derby. All right, spreading out just a bit. Started local. Let's go a little bit national. Of course, I mentioned it already. FC Dallas wins the U.S. Open Cup over the New England Revolution. New England looked like they were going to win this one as well. Took the lead, actually, 1-0. But Maxi Yerudi, man, 
What a goal that he ended up having. Gets a great cross in. First touch. Bounces the ball just up a bit. Slams it into the goal off of a half volley. FC Dallas ties the game 1-1. Once again, it was a tale of two halves. FC Dallas controlling most of the first half. Then it looked like New England was going to control most of the second half, but FC Dallas once again, like Milwaukee, said, nope, not so fast. And what do you know? FC Dallas ends up winning the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, We'll talk more about that later in the show. Great news for Sounders fans, and I think great news for U.S. national team fans, and great news just for this man on personal reasons. Clint Dempsey back in training with the Seattle Sounders. He has not been cleared to play games for neither the Sounders or obviously the U.S. national team, but it's great to see that he is back, of course, He's been away with the doctors because of irregular heartbeats, which you never like to hear. I believe that's also what ended his former teammate, Eddie Johnson's career. Uh, But Dempsey is back in training. Obviously, they're taking things very slowly. Sounders are very happy to have him back in training just with the energy that he brings. Moving along here. Rough night for the Timbers in CONCACAF Champions League. They were very hopeful. MLS team has not won down in Costa Rica against Saprissa, and that still is the case. Timbers end up losing last night 4-2. They went up 1-0 with a goal by Valeri in the fifth minute. Looked like Timbers may have been able to pull this one off. However, Saprissa did not give up. And as the game went on, it was more and more obvious that the Timbers were just trying to hold off Saprissa, which, frankly, you can't do. Saprissa's too good at home. Very strong team. Uh, Roy Miller plays in the back for them, who did play with the New York Red Bulls for a few seasons. So if you played him with the, if you saw him play with the Red Bulls, you knew that he was a strong player, and he showed that again for Saprissa. Of course, he's also a Costa Rican national team player. So Timbers, they're not out of it yet. They could make their way back in, uh, but they will definitely need to get some results to fall their way as well as obviously beat Saprissa when they move back to Portland. Speaking of Champions League, let's, let's jump over to the big Champions League that everybody loves to talk about as well as they should. UEFA Champions League. For U.S. fans, great night. Christian Pulisic. I don't know if we've decided what to call him yet. Pulisic, Pulisic. If you listened to our last show or two shows ago, we've heard several different ways to pronounce his last name. So forgive us if you think we're wrong, because we might be, we may not be. Anyways, 90 minutes last night for him for Borussia Dortmund. Still 17 years old. Ends up with an assist. Yes, it was a 6-0 route. And yes, that assist came on the fifth goal of the game. But to have a national team player that's only 17 years old and playing this well for a top team in the world, you got to be excited as a U.S. fan. Are there things he can do better? Yes, we talked about this again in our last show. Time in his passes better when we're you know when the U.S. is making those runs towards goal. But I don't think there's anybody else who can claim to be a U.S. national team player starting Champions League ball and playing 90 minutes, and getting an assist on that goal. So very exciting stuff for him. We wish him the best and hope to see more of him. Obviously, he will more than likely be called up to the next uh, next U.S. national team games. Some breaking news coming back to this side of the pond. Carlos Ruiz celebrates his 37th birthday today. And how does he celebrate? Well, he signs yet another contract with FC Dallas. That's right, Carlos Ruiz, you would swear he was retired, but actually he's been playing in the Guatemalan League, but he's not been scoring goals. He's not been playing that much. So it makes you kind of wonder, well, why would Dallas sign Ruiz? Aren't there better players out there? I will say this, there might be. I think Oscar Pereira is looking ahead to the playoffs. He knows he needs some depth. They've been leaning a lot on Yerudi, who, for my money, especially being a Timbers fan, I was still sad to see him go, but he... You know, you could argue he wasn't worth the quarter of a million dollars that they were paying him. Um, but yet, he's been producing for Dallas. But Blas Perez obviously isn't there. And I think Oscar Pereira, as I said, is looking ahead to the playoffs saying, all right, what do I need to do? So they turn to a player that they are familiar with and a player that's familiar with the club. Ruiz has played with FC Dallas before. Of course, he also played with the LA Galaxy where he won an MLS Cup with the LA Galaxy. So they're bringing in a player with leadership skills, a veteran who has experience, And he's been to the playoffs, as I said, won an MLS Cup. So all in all, not a bad move, but it does make you wonder, aren't there better players out there that FC Dallas could go after? 
So lots of great things going on. Champions League on this side of the pond, Champions League on the other side of the pond. We've got a lot of great guests coming on, so let us go to our first break. And this time, I shall see if uh, I can actually get all this music to work. I think I hear it in my headphones. That's a good sign. So, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We know it's been uh, a little bit of delay, but we're going to keep moving on here. Coming up next, we have Chicago Red Stars player Casey Short. That's the rumor, anyways. See you on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan here from the beautiful Attention Era Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee. We're rolling on with the show. We get to go only about an hour or so south of us here. Uh, We obviously know where Milwaukee is, but for those that also follow soccer, they know that Chicago is a booming soccer hub as well. Not only do they have the Chicago Fire, but they have, sometimes people might even argue, the better of the two soccer teams in Chicago, the Chicago Red Stars. And now we have an opportunity to speak with one of their defenders. She wears the number six jersey. She's from Naperville, Illinois. She's from my home state of Florida. Uh, She went to Florida State University. It's Casey Short, and she joins us on the program now. Casey, welcome to Two Up Front. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome, Casey. We're excited to have you here on the program. Uh, We are just excited because not only is it an exciting time of year, as as many people know, uh, the playoffs, they're just right around the corner, but you, the Chicago Red Stars, you guys have already qualified, so you've got to be feeling pretty excited about, you know, how your season has gone overall, but kind of walk us through that. It's been a pretty good season for the Red Stars overall. Yes, there's been some ups and downs, but, you know, that's that's going to happen. We went through, you know, a couple of periods where, uh, you know, we were winning a bunch of games and then we went through some periods where, you know, we weren't doing as well. Um, but we're happy to have qualified. Um, we did what we needed to do in the Kansas City game. It wasn't the prettiest. Um, but now we can, you know, be, take a breath of fresh air. <laughs> well, you know, depending on results this coming weekend, Casey, goal difference could come into play. Now, you guys... You know, you're not a scoring machine, but at the same time, to balance that out, you're a defensive machine. But at this point, you know you're going to be going on the road, whether it's against Washington, whether it gets, whether it's against Portland. Does it really matter where you end up, whether you're three or four at this point? I mean, they're both very good teams, so obviously neither is too appealing. But, um, no, I don't think you know it really matters at this point because we're going to have to you know, play either one, so... And, of course, the tough thing to look at here is that you've lost to Portland on the road. You've lost to Washington on the road. Yet your overall road record is not that bad. Four wins, four losses, two draws, very respectable. Your home record, of course, you would love to be playing at home. Four wins and only one loss there. But what's it going to take to be able to beat these teams, whomever it is, on the road? Um, I think we just need to honestly focus on ourselves um, and our identity and you know, that's been something we've been talking about this whole season. So I think it just comes back to that and just doing what we know how to do. One of the things I'm, I'm curious about, too, uh, Casey, is that you guys are one of the best in the league for not allowing goals in. You've only allowed 19 you know, goals on the season up until this point. You're technically tied for second because there's a couple of teams that have, you know, 19 and Washington and Portland have only allowed 18 goals. Do you guys attribute that to the amount of talent you guys have on the back line, good communication, you know, just the players in front of you doing a good job of taking the ball away before it gets to you guys? How have you guys had so much defensive success this season? Uh, well, it's definitely a collective effort. You know, every single person on the field contributes to that. Um, but we also, you know, have great leaders. We've got a world-class goalkeeper behind us, you know, world-class center back, Julie Johnson, you know, Kristen Press up top, world-class striker. So just every single person, though, contributes to that. 
Well, going off of the the, the Red Stars and onto uh, the national team, since you brought it up, you've had, of course, a couple of injuries that kept you out a couple of seasons. Played a season in Sweden, came back this year for Chicago. You've played every single game. Not only that, you've scored two goals yeah. <laughs> as a defender. Talking about world class <laughs> finishing, yeah, that's two goals right there from you this season. But I have to ask you: is there is there any indication you you know you've been part of the youth setup since U fourteens? Is there any any indication from Jill, Jill Ellis that maybe we start seeing you in the red, white, and blue? Um, I I, I haven't spoken with her. Obviously, it's definitely a dream of mine. It's been a goal, you know, since I was a little girl. Um, but I have no idea. Well, I'm just saying, you and Julie Johnston obviously make a say, great pairing. Yeah, if you, uh, you keep Julie, they'd be like, hey, look, you know, if you want to tell Coach Ellis there that uh, you and I got some pretty good chemistry rolling back here, might uh, put in a good word. But, I mean, time is kind of working in your favor a little bit, too, because we keep hearing about different players retiring at the national team as well, too. So sooner rather than later, yeah, yeah, you never know. Soccer's a crazy sport. You know, the right person uh, does the right thing at the right time, and suddenly you're, you're a world-class player or something like that. But, uh, Casey, one of, the, one of the things, too, as we, we kind of look through this, um, you've obviously been around the game a lot, but you've overcome a lot of adversity as well, too. You've had different things uh, come up in your career, uh, a very unfortunate nagging injury the last couple of seasons that have kind of affected you, but... You've obviously recovered from that. You've obviously, you know, played in all 19 games this season for the Red Stars. How how are you feeling physically? Do you feel like you're in a good place? Do you feel like you've been able to recover from those injuries and be even better yeah. than you used to be? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey back, especially getting back to playing in the U.S. Um, I had to play overseas first before coming back here and sort of prove myself. Um, but yeah, physically, I I'm feeling the best I ever have. Um, I made the decision in the off season to you know, do, uh, to train, you know, as hard as I could and come back even stronger. And I'm feeling great. Nothing would. Well, I, I have to apologize. I said Sweden, but Baxter knows this. I get my Scandinavian countries messed up all the time. It was actually <laughs> no, no Norway that you played in. Um, and I do have a question about that. So obviously you spent two seasons. You get an injury the first season, you're out of the first NWSL season. Of course, you were drafted fifth overall, which had to feel great. Then you're, you know, you're getting healthy, and then you get another season-ending injury before the season even starts. That time you spent in Norway was that to was that to prove to the NWSL teams that that you still have it? Was it to prove to yourself that you still have it? A combination of that, and and what was it like playing overseas for you? Yeah, I think it was just kind of like step one of. Um, getting back into form um, and getting my confidence back that was that was key um, being able to play with players from all over the world and you know see see their passion and love for the game you know it really was inspiring and it was an amazing experience <laughs> I never thought I'd end up in a little farm town in Norway to do all that, <laughs> but, you know, I'm thankful that I did um, and that I was able to make my way back here how, how did you end up there? Was it through your agent, or did you just fly overseas and get a tryout yourself, or how did that work out for you? Yeah, my agent just randomly texted me one day and said, hey, what do you think about this opportunity in Norway? And I didn't, you know, at first I didn't really take it seriously, because I was like, Norway, sure. And then <laughs> later, I'm flying to Norway. <laughs> It's funny how things like that work out sometimes, my goodness. Right. So one of the last things we want to ask you really fast, not even soccer-related, we, we know that you went to, to Florida State. We know that you're obviously a big Seminoles fan. Are you, are you a big Florida State college football fan? Are you excited for the season to be moving on right now? Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I, I uh, caught their first game. A little nervous there. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> first half, but it came back second half. Typical Florida State football. <laughs> if you if you had to compare somebody on your team to the the halftime speech that Jamie's Winston gave, who, do you do you have somebody that's good at firing up your your squad like that? Um, I actually confession, I missed the halftime speech, but um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Pass is always good at getting us fired up. Um, I don't know. I think we have a good collection of leaders on our team. I wouldn't say it's just one person um, from our team. Well, you do have one game left, September 24th, which, by the way, is my 16-year wedding anniversary. Just throwing oh, that hey, out there. There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> and, of course, you're taking on... Thank you. <laughs> and you're, you are taking on the Washington Spirit, who you could meet in the playoffs. So question is, how do you handle this game where you may be playing them just a few days later? Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> I'm actually not sure what the game plan will be for that. It's a really good question. <laughs> 
And that's a fair enough answer. You don't want to give away the secrets to, exactly. <laughs> to no, your that opponents. Makes, no, that, makes, that makes total sense. Well, Casey, we appreciate you taking a little bit of time here on the program with us today. We wish you and the Red Stars, obviously, the very best of luck down the stretch. And uh, hope to uh, hope to see you guys make a deep run this season uh, in this playoffs Thank as well, too. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We appreciate you taking time on the program today. We are going to run to a break. When we come back, we've got much more in store for you. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Stay with us. Inside the studio, two up front, presented by Three Lions Pub. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon Provan. Moving along with the program here at the beautiful Attention Era Media Studios in beautiful downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Simon, it is time now for us to move on with the show. We've had one interview in the bag, but we still have two more left to go on the program today, which is a great problem to have. It's uh, awesome. Very exciting. Special thanks to Casey Short from the Chicago Red Stars for joining us there in our last segment. Now, Simon, we get to head up to the beautiful east coast of Boston. We get to go to... Well, Boston, Massachusetts, it's a lovely place for those that know. But we get to go and speak with somebody that uh, is a defender for the Boston Breakers. She wears the jersey number 24, and she's here with us now. It's Rachel Wood. Rachel, welcome to Two Up Front. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, guys. Hi, we're hey, excited Rachel. to have you, Rachel. It's, uh, it's been a very interesting and uh, some might even say unique season for the Boston Breakers this year, Rachel. But on paper, potentially not always the, the best season. You guys find yourselves dead last, unfortunately, in the NWSL standings. But you find yourself in a very unique position going into the last game of the season. You have the opportunity to potentially play spoilers to Western New York Flash, who are trying to lock up that final playoff spot. We do. So, yeah, so what what's the what's the what's the thought around the camp right now from going to seeing like, you know, yeah, we're not gonna make the playoffs, but then suddenly it's like, Oh, hmm, how interesting. We actually have an opportunity to 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 cause a little bit of havoc here in the league. Yeah, so it's been kind of a roller coaster of a season. You know, there was I think a big learning curve going into the season. We brought in, you know, a lot of new players. Um our we had a new head coach, um, he turned over half the roster. So it's really been kind of a um, you know, a, a getting to know you year, a figuring out, you know, what types and styles of players we have. And I think that, you know, as we've gone on in the season, you can see a bit of it starting to, to fall into place and starting to come together. But unfortunately, this season, it was um, that run happened a little bit too late for us. So um, we're really looking forward to sort of being the spoilers, especially because Western New York is our sort of regional rival. Yeah, well. yeah. We've, we've played them. and it Makes it that much you know, sweeter. It does, yeah. And we've gone up there and we've, you know, uh, we've had a couple of tough games up at their home stadium. So it's it's kind of fun to play the spoiler and especially um, at home with the fans that we have. We have such great fans and they really sort of bring us alive uh, when we play at home. So we've got sort of the 12th man advantage, I think, uh, going into this last game. So well, speaking of being spoilers, um, obviously you're also fighting for jobs at this point, and, and some people may feel that uh, their jobs may be spoiled at this point. Uh, but do you put pressure on yourself to say, hey, i got to perform so I'm back here next year? Um, I wouldn't say pressure per se, because I think, uh, when you put pressure on yourself, at least for me, I never perform as well as, as I want to. But for me, I play with a lot of pride and I'm always playing with the idea that every time I step on the field, I want to give my best and I want to get better. So how can I get better as a player each game? Um, you know, and, and that has a lot to do with taking in what Matt has said and, and trying to implement some of those things. And so 
when you do the best that you can do and you, you know, you, you try to bring your strengths as a player to the field, you try to bring in what the coach wants you to do and you try to play that system. Um, for me, it's all about getting better. And, um, you know, if I can do that, then I have to be okay with the outcome one way or another. If, you know, if I come back or not, um, at least I know, Hey, I gave it my best. And, and if, you know, if it's here next year, awesome. I can't wait. And, and if not, you know, who knows, maybe there'll be another opportunity out there. So, Well, I, I'm curious, too, because you did make the switch from midfield to center back. And I, I'm wondering if you prefer one of those positions. And uh, It's a lot of responsibility uh, on either position. Exactly. Regardless. Yeah, that's kind of been the million-dollar question this year, at least for me, is, you know, what is, what is my best position? Because going into college, I was recruited to UNC as a striker. So I played forward my entire career, um, and then it's funny, I got bumped back each year. Like, the taller I grew, the farther <laughs> back they wanted me on the field. I'm six feet tall. So um, so at UNC, I went from striker to defensive midfielder to center back, and then in the pros, have sort of switched between um, center back and defensive midfield with, you know, a little bit of time up front. and. For me, I really enjoy both positions. They they both do have a lot of responsibility, but I like to sort of I, I like to step up into that role. Um, and again, you know, it, it's hard when when you come in, especially on a back line that's played together all season, and um, you know, I haven't been in as much as I would like. So that's always harder for me. It's it's easier for me to come into the midfield and sort of you know tackle and, and wreak havoc than being composed on the back line, but. For me, I'm just I'm just happy to play, and and wherever I can help the team um, is is where I where I want to play. So you know whatever whatever the team needs is is where I'll play. Talking with Rachel Wood of the Boston Breakers here on the shopfutsal.com line here on Two Up Front. Rachel, um, I, this is a personal question from me to you. Sure. Uh, you and I were, were, were talking before the show, and you, you, you lit a fire. You started heckling me before we even got on the air because you have apparently an issue with something that, that pertains to me. So I'd like, to, I'd like to, I figured, why not? Why don't we hash this out on the air? So what is, uh, you have an issue with me not, not being a Boston Breakers fan. I do, I do. So you've made this big proclamation that you're a Houston Dash fan. <laughs> yes, that and is true. To each his own, right? Every you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and sure. I have a lot of friends on Houston, so I get it. However, you have an opportunity to be a part of one of the greatest comeback stories. In the history of sports. Oh, that's that's the angle you're going. Okay, I thought you were going to guilt me because I'm also a Revolution fan, so I thought you were going to play the whole, well, you already support one New England team, why can't you support the other one? Well, you just gave me even more backing for my argument because I didn't actually know that. Gotcha. You know, Rachel, he's a total sexist. It's, you know... (laughs) Wow. Right? I I gotta work with this guy every day. What, you you don't support the women? (laughs) <laughs> See? See? I don't understand how this turned into this. 90% of the guests on this show are you, female you, you athletes. You open the door. You open the door, oh buddy. Oh, my God. You walked right into that I didn't one. expect you to jump you. on this train, too, Simon. That's not even fair. <laughs> oh, do you feel attacked? See, I even gave you a warning before the show. No, I you did, and that's why... And and the way you kind warning. of the way you kind of went about it too, you're like, look, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation here once we get on the air. So I wanted to wait, wait. So so she told you that that she, she told wants, me that she so told you're me both that there a was... sexist and a masochist. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> His words, not mine. I would. Just I was going to say. I was I like, I, I, I know w- my club will be listening to this later. <laughs> I was. Gonna, I was going to say. I, not to. I mean, to, to to return the favor. I feel a little bit like your defense was against Western New York Flash earlier in the season. Like you guys. You know, just, see, I could. I could flip it back, but you know, All I'm right. not going to be. Right. You can, well, but okay. did I? Was I on the field in those games? I. I'm assuming not. So. Right. Okay. Well, there so, we go. All right. So I'm going to jump there in and pull you to a please. Thank you. And by the way, <laughs> but I didn't mean master. Can I defend Kisten, the breakers like, a little bit? <laughs> please, please do. You play okay. defense, so it makes sense. Yeah, you have a chance to be part of one of the greatest comebacks okay. and underdog stories of, I think, of sports and all times. Like, look at the curse of the great Bambino. Right. Boston had a tough time. There they had to wait a hundred plus years for that. Are you going to be on the team for a hundred years? <laughs> So I'm just saying, it's it's sort of more of a of a metaphor, right? You know. Sure, sure. I'm, I mean, you know, I could be persuaded. I don't have any NWSL gear from anybody. I say that I support oh, the dash, this. but oh. I, this is what it's so all about. Be I can be bought. There is that okay. there is that phrase: a person can be bought. So if there's a if a Fair breakers enough. something ends up at my front door, I may consider a switch. Uh, he's he's Perfect. actually applying. You know, he's applying for a job at FIFA, so he fit right in. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. For the right price, I can be purchased, apparently. Perfect. We need more people like you in women's soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right, I've got it. Do you Breaker actually have a real? Blue is a good color. I'm a nice person. I'm doing some good things. You're two for here. two so far. I mean, yeah. I you know, Houston. They started off the season strong, like you know, defending me and being like, "Yeah, we love you," and like they've kind of tailored off recently. So, I mean, like I said, who's to say my my fandom could be bought potentially? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I'm ready to hop on that train and send you some gear. I'd appreciate it. Well, I, I could use some too. <laughs> You're a Portland Thorns fan. Be quiet over there. He is. He is oh, more than Portland Thorns. Oh, he's a bandwagoner. He's huh? a more. He's a much. No, more, no he's no, a Portland no. through and through fan. He's a huge Timbers and a huge Thorns fan. So as long okay. as long as those teams have been around, and, you've and, been supporting. And actually, Rachel, it's what you're talking about. I I, I started liking both of those clubs uh, back when the before they were when cool. the Timbers were <laughs> at the bottom of the table. Yeah. And actually, yeah. last year is when I really started to watch a lot of the Thorns when when they were. At the bottom of the table, yeah. so no, it's true. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not a bad wagon jumper. I I, I went out to a Timbers game. Well, we're not going to make this about me because I do want to ask you a really cool question. You you actually <laughs> played for for a team that I think has the coolest name in the world. Ah, uh. <laughs> the Vikinger is that how you say it? Vikinger. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it's um, the full name. It's actually two clubs mushed together, and okay. it's Cow Cow Vikinger is how you say it. That's awesome. Bless you. Yeah. So did they did they do the Viking? Yeah, Iceland the Viking chant? the Viking chant there in Iceland. So I wonder if all of Iceland is going to hate me when I debunk this myth. <gasps> but yeah, ah. so it was actually made up just for the Euros. It's not <gasps> some you're hearing it here first, Viking folks. Chant. Rachel Wood <laughs> spilling the beans on Iceland. I cannot reveal my source. However, she is an Icelandic native, so ah, well, we've got only a couple told. hundred thousand people well, to I, choose from. I, so. I will say this: I right? mean, there's some contention on yeah, because like the I- Iceland national team was talking about, hey, we're going to invade France just like we did, you know, turn of the or, you know, yeah. first century, whatever. But yeah. there's actually some contention that those were Norwegian Vikings as well. So, oh, my so there's, gosh. There's a then lot you've got the Minnesota Vikings. There's so many Vikings. People need <laughs> to just so many figure out the Vikings. My goodness. Well, Rachel, it's been an absolute <laughs> joy and pleasure and a little painful at times to talk to you <laughs> on the show today. We are just thrilled that you took some time out of your busy schedule. So thank you very much. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for um, chatting and some good banter. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks, Rachel. Absolutely, Rachel. All right. We are going to run to a break. When we come back, FC Dallas forward Tesho Akindeli is going to be here to talk about the 2016 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup Championship. Stay with us. You're listening to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lions Pub. Welcome back inside the studio. Two up front, presented by Three Lines Pub. Rolling on. We head down to the beautiful and fairly large state of Texas now to FC Dallas. We've had a couple of different players on, but this is off of the back of their 2016 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup Championship against the New England Revolution. Joining us on the shopfutsal.com line now is a forward. He is a three-year veteran of the club. He's got six goals and four assists this season. And he is here with us now. Please welcome Tesho Akindeli to the program. Tesho, welcome to Two Up Front. How are we doing today, sir? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Hey, we are thrilled to have you here on the program. First and foremost, Tesho, congratulations. I know it's been a long time since FC Dallas has been able to take home a piece of silverware. It's got to be good to finally get that weight lifted off of all FC Dallas as a whole, I feel like. 
Yeah, I mean, a 19-year drought. So I'm sure for the fans, you know, time was going real slow. For me, it's only been a three-year drought because I've only been playing professionally for three years. But sure. even that seemed like forever. So I couldn't imagine 19 years, and I'm glad <laughs> I could be part of part of getting this this done for the fans. And even to put that into perspective, too, for some people, that's longer than a lot of the guys in the FC Dallas Academy have even been alive, too. So it's like before yeah, even those even guys were born. Yeah, on our team. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're you're only in your early 20s as well, too. I mean, you're you're coming up here. You're, you're, you are 24, just like I am as well, too. So, I mean, it's, you know, you were just a kid last time FC Dallas decided to, to go out and grab some hardware. So it's it's got to be a good feeling, I'm sure. But kind of kind of walk us through this game a little bit here, Tesho, if you don't mind. I mean, you guys obviously... We're up four to one. Then obviously New England came back and got that little insurance goal there at the end. But you got an opportunity to spend 32 minutes, actually a part of this game, the longest of the three subs that came on. What was your what was the emotion like on the field, especially at the end of the game too, and when, when that final whistle blew and you guys knew you were officially champions? I guess like the last you know 20 minutes or so, they were really pushing hard for a goal, and everybody on our team just knew we had to buckle down and just work. So I kind of it was like head down and run for us but once the game was over it's just you know a huge relief and you don't feel tired anymore and all you can think about is you know, how happy and excited you are and rightfully so i mean you have three different guys the opportunity to get on the score sheet last night you know maxia rudy matt hedges and maro diaz all get three goal well get three out of the four goals or three players on the scoring for guys like especially maxi as well too and obviously you as a forward you guys go through your droughts at times when it comes to scoring goals Seeing him, a you know, a fellow player who's been up and down this entire season, finally get two goals in such a meaningful game. Not only does that does that boost your confidence as a as a forward, also, but are you just happy, kind of as a friend for him too, saying, "Hey, man, I'm glad you're able to kind of get back after it because we need you now come playoff time." Yeah, for sure. I mean, you want to see people on your team succeed, and if if he's playing well and scoring goals, then it will only help me because hopefully the defense will be more focused on him next game, and then maybe I'll score two goals, and then they'll focus on me, and somebody else will score. So. I think it's great that he scored. I think his confidence is high. And I mean, going into the end of the season, that's what we want for everybody. In it. Talking with Tesho Akindeli on the shopfutsal.com line here on Two Up Front. Tesho, back in 2014, you were a rookie, but you managed to, gab- you managed to grab the MLS Rookie of the Year Award as well, too. Just kind of time traveling back here by a couple of years. Give us, give us your reaction about that, too. I mean, winning a Rookie of the, of the Year in any major sport has to be a, an incredible accomplishment. But, I mean, you were able to come on. And make a pretty big impact right away as well. You mean you scored seven goals and, and had three assists as well too in the twenty six games that you were a part of for FC Dallas. Yeah, I think um, it was it was great. Kind of a lot of things fell into place for me. I mean, first of all, getting drafted here when we have our coach Oscar Pereira who loves to play young players, so you know, he was willing to give me a chance. And then also, kind of unfortunately for some other people on my team, they picked up injuries, which kind of forced me to into the starting lineup and. You know, when I was there, I did take advantage of it. And so little things like that kind of worked out in my favor. And then, I, I mean, I took advantage of my chances, but it was great. It was a very good experience for me. When you when you look at FC Dallas as a whole right now, you, you guys have the best record, the most points overall in the entire MLS. You guys are, you know, you're 15, 8, and 6 overall. You've only lost one game at home. You know, FC Dallas's home games have kind of become a, a staple of it's going to be a win. I mean, you've won 10 times at home this season. Can you, is it from the, from a fan's perspective, kind of sitting out in the stands looking in, what is it that you guys, that you're hoping the fans kind of take away when they come to those home FC Dallas games and see what such a quality product you guys are, especially at home? I think we're trying to be entertaining. At the end of the day, that's what sports is all about. It's, it's entertainment. We're trying to entertain them, score some goals. And, and I think, you know, the fans are part of the game, which is why I think we're so dominant at home. The fans do play a part in just cheering us on and giving us the extra energy that we need. And I think that's probably one of the reasons we're so dominant at home. You guys have five games left in your 2016 season. I swear... MLS started yesterday, and all of a sudden there's only five or six games, maybe seven <laughs> yeah, for flies. some teams. I mean, I'm sure as a player, too, that just has to fly by. You look at the last five teams you have to play, NYCFC, RSL, the Galaxy, Seattle, and the Galaxy again. That's a that's an insane gauntlet to finish out the season, especially with you know teams like NYCFC and the Galaxy who are playing some of the best soccer in the league. How does how do you mentally as a player get really ready for games like this, knowing you're going to have to honestly be at your best for 90 maybe plus minutes every single game? I guess the way you look at it is, you know, we're playing against these top teams in the league to finish out the season, but 
they're also the teams fighting with us to be the, the top team in the league. So any game we play against them, we're thinking, all right, if we beat them, then they can't get those points. It was like we have we have everything in our own hands to stay at the top of the league. And I think playing such good teams at the end is, is kind of a, the perfect way to finish the season. You get to, you get the opportunity to play the LA Galaxy twice now here down the stretch. When you heard the news about Landon Donovan coming back, was that something that kind of kind of excited you a little bit, feeling that you could get to share the field more than likely for at least one or both games with one of the greatest legends ever in MLS history? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a pretty cool thing for the league that he's coming back. And uh, I, I played against him before, so it'll, it'll be good to play against him again, though. And it's you know it's all positive that he's coming back. One of the things I feel like I need to ask you about too, and you may not necessarily have all the details officially, but there's you know all these rumors coming out from FC Dallas that uh, you know Carlos Ruiz, a longtime MLS player, could potentially be coming back to the club. When you hear something like that, when you hear a, a huge you know veteran of the sport as a whole is potentially coming back. Is that does that excite you to get to potentially learn from somebody like that? Or are you kind of like, hey, don't don't take my job, don't take my my starting or my sub position. I need I want to play. Yeah, I think you you kind of look at it both ways. But him coming in, if he takes my spot, then he deserves it, and then it'll only drive me to to play better. So I think if he comes and takes my spot, it'll be good for me because I need to play better. Or if he comes and he can show me how how I can play better, whatever. You know, I think it's positive for everybody to bring more more quality players to the team and everybody welcomes any new quality player when you look ahead to this weekend test show you guys have to take on nyc fc one of the better teams in mls right now when you prepare for the offensive onslaught that they have and their their issues on defense what are some of the things you and fc dallas are going to try to do to exploit what some of those weaknesses are nyc fc have in the back four or five i think they're gonna they're gonna try to pass out of the back a lot, which is what their team is known for. Yep. So we just need to have a good defensive shape, and then when we get the ball, we're gonna try to take advantage of our speed, probably which we do most of the time, and just kind of hit them on the break. I think we're gonna have a good chance. The field is small, so which almost plays against their style of play. Their home field does. Uh, it'll be a good game for us. When, when you when you hear things like that too, when you know you're going to NYCFC, you're playing on a baseball field, you're playing on a smaller field. Does that affect how you, as a forward, play as well too? Are you more of a technical, or are you more of a, I'm going to just run at you and kind of get after you and see what happens kind of thing? Does that does the, does the smaller field throw you off at all? Yeah, smaller field, you have to play the game a little bit differently. You can't probably make as many through runs, or you can't get as wide and into as much space. You have to be ready to play in tight spaces, which I'm sure is something we'll work on in the next few days of practice. All right. Well, Tasha, we appreciate you taking time here on Two Up Front. Uh, best of luck against NYCFC and also the rest of the way as well. And we uh, hope to have you back on the program again soon, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It was great. No, oh, you're absolutely welcome. All right. We're going to run to a break. When we come back, we got more in store for you. You are listening to Two Up Front, presented by the Three Lines Pub. Back with more right after this.
Welcome back to Two Up Front, presented by Three Lines Pub from the Attention Air Media Studios in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Proven. Simon Proven. Figured we'd play a little Boston, or getting up to Boston, whatever up to Boston there, since we're still, Rachel Wood is still fresh in our minds after her heckling you know, there, me on there the was radio. A, there was a great band back in the 80s called Boston. Well, yeah, I know that. Oh, as much. Okay. I think this song is like, it's like fetching up to Boston or getting sure, up to Boston. Sure. Some, something to do with Boston. You know, the one thing I forgot to do... Oh boy. Was to say the famous line, I parked the car in the Harvard Yard. Yeah, she didn't sound very Boston either. She's from California, yeah. though, so she doesn't have that. But she also didn't sound like Surfer Girl either. Right. Though. She wasn't like a Valley Girl. I don't know. Either way, though, uh, Simon, hey, you we. sexist. <sighs> You know what? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I might be looking for a new co-host. If you'd like to be a part of Two Up Front, find us on our website, twoupfrontsoccer.com, or email us, twoupfrontsoccer at gmail.com. This is what happens when I leave for part of the show, Simon. I come back, and suddenly it's just a barrage of things coming is, after me. It is. I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, we do want to apologize first and foremost because our interviews today and everything, the whole show as a whole has been very awkward, very weird, because we've had connection issues. And, uh, but we know why, Baxter. We know why. Do we know why? Yes. You you put me in charge, and ah. it was nothing I did, but it was the universe going. But it's the fact that <laughs> it's the fact that you were in charge that they were like, yeah. no, this yeah. is not going to end well for Simon. Exactly. And gotcha. Well, but either way, yes. I to go along with what you're saying. Thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate it, guys. Um, you, so, uh, our, our loyal fans know that's. Not usually it's not. No, how it goes. because Tuesday's show was so flawless. Exactly. Like we had zero yes. issues on Tuesday. So either way, though, um, we appreciate you that have been interacting with us on Twitter as well, at 2 Soccer at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. Special thanks to Chicago Red Stars, Casey Short, Boston Breakers, Rachel Wood, and FC Dallas, as you just heard in the last segment, Tesho Akindeli. All right, our final segment here is a couple parts. Uh, first one, we got to talk about our MLS predictions brought to you by the Red Lion Pub. All right, let's take a look at this weekend. It's a very fun, busy week of uh, MLS or weekend. Uh, there is one Champions League game that we should talk about briefly. I don't know if it necessarily has a lot of implications for some people. However, I'm, I would like to talk about it because the Red Bulls have a fast turnaround. They have a game tonight on Thursday. Then they have a game on Sunday against Toronto FC. So it's two tough games for the Red it Bulls is. back Absolutely. to back. Yes. Uh, I personally think they're going to lose tonight against Al- Alanzia or Alianza. And I think that's going to be... They're still going to lose again to TFC again. Wow. I think the Red Bulls are going to have a tough time. It's a short turnaround. It's They are home for the Red Bulls. Exactly, game, yes. Which is good, yes. but then... For the Champions League game. For the Champions League game. Then they have to go to TFC. But I just... I personally think that the Red Bulls are not going to have the best week because it's a lot of really, really important soccer in such a short amount of time. Well, I, I'll tell you what. It is, Baxter, but... Allianz FC is not a powerhouse in Champions League. I, th- I think they're gonna they're gonna play some of uh, their younger players. The Red Bulls are. Yep. And I think they're gonna win this game. Fair enough. Uh, I also think they're not gonna win at TFC, but I do think they're gonna draw. Okay. But no, I that's... think I, I don't think they'll be as exhausted as they could be. It'd be different if New York Red Bulls were playing like Saprisa, sure. like it's Portland. It's just such did. a it's such a crucial game for the Red Bulls for the Eastern Conference standings as a whole. So that's why I just I'm a little concerned about how that's gonna shape up for them. Uh, Seattle and Vancouver, Seattle and Vancouver, very much still alive for the uh, for the Western Conference that final playoff spot. Vancouver's been looking good. They're on a two-game win streak in all competitions. They won last week in MLS, and they won in Champions League as well, 2-1 against Sporting Kansas City earlier yeah, and this week. that was a tough game, too, because of the rain delays. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. But they have a teenager pull it out for them. Um, Vancouver's playing well right now. I'm going to jump on the Whitecap train for at least one week to see, and more of a hope. Well, It'd sure, be nice to see them sure. do something good here. You know, Seattle's playing at home. I went crazy with my picks last week, and I didn't yeah. get a single one You were 0-10. Right. I think that's the first <laughs> time in show history. Although, there, there's a little asterisk there. I, did, I called the open cup correctly that You're FC true. Dallas that is would true. win so, so I, I will I'm going to mark a little one but, there but no that doesn't make that was last week though because we didn't talk about the Open Cup two shows ago we talked the Open Cup on Tuesday which was after our predictions were already done well, we talked about it before the Open Cup game played, though. Last Thursday? Right. We should have. What I'm saying I is know, we should have made it. So it should be on this one. It no, 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 no. It should be no, no. It should have. No, it did, they didn't play the game till Tuesday night. Eh, we'll have to. I so don't we should have. Listen, let me no, finish. I, I understand what you're saying. So that we should have had that as part of our predictions. We've for done last it in the past. Week, you're saying. No, for Tuesdays. We didn't offer predictions on Tuesday. Right. For last week, it should have gone through gotcha, the Open gone Cup through game. Tuesday. Fair enough. So anyways, enough. anyways, it's on record, Baxter. You can't take it away. Okay. No, uh, I understand. I, I think I, I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. Uh, Ladero's playing great in the midfield. Mm-hmm. He's connecting very well with Alonzo. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Morris is playing pretty well. Clint Dempsey's back in training. 
Yeah, he won't be. You know, he won't be in the games, but that could be the energy that Seattle needs. Exactly. So having gonna, a, a veteran presence like Dempsey trotting around, even on the sidelines, could be exactly huge for that. Right. All right, Portland plays host to Philadelphia. I think Portland is the better team in this one. I think they're going to end up taking this game as well. Uh, they just have a lot more going for them right now. Well, a surprise shutout. And Philadelphia just hasn't been playing well. No, and a surprise shutout against RSL. The back four, at least for that game, yeah. had it together. Uh, last night, they, they had a couple of guys fill in there that they didn't do well. <clears throat> this is a tough one. I think I'm going to call a draw on this because Portland did have to play a lot of their mm-hmm. better players last night. So they're going to be tired for this one. NYCFC playing host to FC Dallas. One of the marquee games of the weekend that people will want to keep an eye on. Uh, you heard from Tesho obviously in that last interview that the the size of the field is going to play going to play you know hard, but he said they're going to try to press them and try to to play to beat them at their own game playing out of the back. However, NYCFC they have been playing well over the last four to five games. I think they find a way to get a victory because yeah. FC Dallas is going to be still a little too victory U.S. Open Cup happy. Well, in there too, they they put out a. A starting eleven, full squad, yeah. And those guys uh, are probably getting you know, tired. There will be enough time for them to recover, recover, but enough time for them to emotionally recover. I'm not sure about I that. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on this one. I'm going to give this one to New York. All right, Montreal and New England. New England having two major injuries in that last game with Watson and Kofi both leaving the field injured for the Revs. They play against a Montreal team that has been really having an identity crisis recently, Simon. I, I don't know if Montreal or New England, honestly, at this point, is in a position to even win this game. Well, the Revs are around a two-game win streak. Montreal, they've, they've been horrible at home for yeah. about the last three games. I'm taking the Revs on this yeah, one as well. that's exactly who I'm taking as well, too. I think the combination of Juan Agadello and Kai Kamara up top has been very beneficial for them, and I think they're going to use that and use it to their, in a, to their advantage in a good way. Um, Orlando playing host to Columbus. Neither team is playing very well. Orlando somehow is still in the playoff run, though, of course, as every team in the Eastern Conference is. Orlando is just the better team. They're the better of the two worst teams, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that entirely. I think on paper, Columbus should still be the better team. Uh, I mean, you do have Molino playing well for Orlando. Yeah, and Larry and Kakao. Yeah, but even Laren, he's not been he's not been on his game with Orlando. Uh, Higuain, of course, you got for Columbus, who's, who's the leader on that team. I'm going to take a draw on this one, and I think, right. it, I think it's going to be a very high-scoring draw, though. Fair enough. Those are always a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Colorado playing host to San Jose. Colorado, look, they've had a bad run recently, but they're still a very good team. That's the one thing that people need to not lose focus on, is that Colorado still is a very da- dynamic, dangerous team. San Jose, Chris wondolowski has got to retire here at some point. I just, They're just not... He just doing it, and they just, just scored again. I well, know he well, to score. Well, but he he it's late. That's no, mid September, and he finally got to ten goals this season. Yeah, and he's still, I believe, he's still on a DP contract. As so. a DP, you got to be scoring more than that. I agree. Uh, I, Colorado had an away win their last game. They've been unstoppable they beat FC at Dallas. home. That's right. And uh, yeah, Colorado, I got yep. for this one as well. Same as me. RSL playing host to Houston. We know Houston was able to put three goals in in their last game. RSL had a terrible week last week, losing both of their games, or they drew against LA and then they lost. Uh, to who? Who did they lose to? Uh, they lost, Portland. They lost to Portland. That's who it was. So it wasn't a good week if you're an RSL fan. I think they're going to learn from those experiences. They're playing a Houston team that just doesn't really know what their identity is. RSL is going to use their experience and their knowledge to beat Houston. Yeah, it's it's been kind of a which team is going to show up for RSL, but I agree with you. I'm not sold on Houston at all. And uh, another team that plays well at home, except for that game against LA. Again, the reason they got to mm-hmm. tie up that game was because of the, the weird play of uh, Brian Rowe in the Galaxy's goal. But I do agree with you. I think RSL is going to take this one. All right, and the final one, Sporting Kansas City playing host to the LA Galaxy. I don't know if we're going to see more of Landon Donovan in this game. I know he only played, what was it, seven and a half, eight minutes, something like that. And he said he was very slow and very tired after that. I think we'll probably see him again as a substitution. You don't make that kind of signing to sit him on the bench for the most right. part. So I think we'll see him again. Yeah, you've got to be honest. It's part, it still is part of a marketing scheme, no matter what you want to say. It's part exactly. of a marketing scheme. No, thing. it, it yeah. absolutely is. LA, they're a, better, they're a much better team. Dos Santos and Robbie Keane are, are, are back and playing exceptionally well. I think that this Galaxy team is just better. Sporting has had an identity crisis all season all long. All season long. All season long. It's, it's so sad that, it, that they've been that... They're they're good, but they've been so badly good. It's it's a weird way. They keep finding weird ways to win, but they're just not a good club. They're not an MLS Cup winning club. Well, you know, they've had some injuries in the back here and there during the season, so that could be part of it. But when you've got Dom Dwyer even having a very slow season. Yeah. He's in double digits for goals, but he's just been so quiet with right, it. It's exactly. been like little pockets. 
but still, you need more. You need more lengthy consistency. Than you well, need and, and now you hear about Benny Failhaber talking about possibly wanting to get out of sporting. So you yeah. wonder if there's something more in that locker room going on. I think there might on. be. A, the, at this point, I think there might be. Honestly, still, I think sporting that's a tough place to play. So it is. I'm not taking sporting. This is my week of draws. I'm going to take a draw on this one. Okay, fair enough. If you have predictions for us, let us know by going to either our Facebook page, Two Up Front. Or tweeting at us at Two Up Front Soccer at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. We're also on Facebook Two Up Front, and you can find us on Twitter at Two Up Front Soccer at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan. We are uh, also we have not mentioned this yet, Baxter. We have ShopFutsal.com as our call-in sponsor, but yep. one thing we haven't talked about: there is actual Two Up Front gear That's on true. ShopFutsal.com. That is so. True. If you have not gone to ShopFutsal.com, please do so. There is a pretty sweet Two Up Front full zip track jacket. Pretty sweet on the website. Of course, Sign we we have the t-shirts on our own website, but you can also get Two Up Front tees there. Hoodies. And then there's the Two Up Front hoodie on ShopFutsal.com. So pretty do sick. make sure that you hop over to ShopFutsal.com yeah. and buy some Two Up Front gear. Absolutely. All right, it is time for our final final segment of the final segment. <laughs> It is our I Believe segment where both Simon and I offer a prediction, a, a thought, uh, an inquiry, something about the soccer world that we believe will take place. Simon, do you want to go first this week or do you want me to go first? I'd love for you to go first. Okay, I will go first. I believe that despite her best attempts, no, I, I, I believe that Boston will actually have a better season next year. Regardless of everything that Rachel Wood may have told us during her interview, I think it's true. On paper, Boston is a very good team. They have a lot of good players that they brought in, and they, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was too little, too late for them this season, as we kind of heard Rachel say. But next year, Boston could be one of those teams that could really sneak up on you. So I believe that Boston will be a mid to high level team next year. All right, I'll tell you what, Baxter. I'm going to do a little early uh, playoff prediction here for Go MLS. Uh, I don't believe that FC Dallas is going to get the trouble as we talked about. Okay. They've got one trophy. Um, I don't think I think they're going to get Supporter Shield, but I don't think they're going to win MLS Cup. I believe that Toronto FC is going to be the first Canadian team. How interesting to win MLS Cup! Wow, certainly intriguing. That would be fun. I'm. I'm the I'm, Eastern Conference needs I, another win. I'm shocked by Josie Altidore and how well he's been playing. Yeah, and in, they'll get in, Gio back in, here in, soon. That's, that's, well, I was going to say, in some ways, Javinko not being there is a total blessing in disguise because Altidore has learned how to play without him. No, you're completely right. I, I completely Scored agree five, with you on that one. Scored five goals in his last six games. Hmm. Absolutely un- incredible. All right. Well, we have had a fantastic show today. A very special thanks to Casey Short, Rachel Wood, and Tesho Akindeli of the Red Stars, Breakers, and FC Dallas for joining us today. Simon Proven, well done for holding down the show while I was in and out <laughs> My pleasure. all throughout the day here. I appreciate it. Well done to you. Our, all of our guests have appeared on the shopfutsal.com call-in line. We've been here at the Attention Air Media Studios. Our MLS predictions were brought to you by Red Lion Pub, and our show is presented by Three Lions Pub. Reminder, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time, when everything works. You can find us live on Spreaker.com, and of course, anytime on demand, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, Sports Podcasting Network, and our website, TwoUpFrontSoccer.com. Yes, we're also on Facebook, Two Up Front, on Twitter, at Two Up Front Soccer, at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. What else am I talking about here, Baxter? That's it. All right, that's it. I'll turn it back over to you. Fair enough. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn with our manager being the one above. We are Two Up Front. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.